Life with one eye. Part 1. Ignorance isn't bliss. Chapter 1. The Ladybug and the Hawk. I used to believe in God, and maybe I still do, but how do you explain the pain and tragedy that the poorest people suffer through? And how come the rich get all the food? Don't they have any left to spare? And if God is really out there, then why doesn't God care? Cooped up in my one-bedroom cell, white walls watched while the red camera dot blinked from above. My body had no choice but to lie still while they watched me, and I'd gotten so good at not moving that I even taught my mind how to stay awake all night. I might look like a prisoner trapped in this room, but only my body is stuck here. My mind, on the other hand, it's free to think of anything it wants, even the things that might scare the people in charge of this place. Now it was my father who showed me the way, and I'd know he'd never lie. That's why he told me the story about the ladybug and the hawk just before he died. He said those hawks looked over the land, while the ladybugs observed the flowers. My dad said it doesn't matter if we work for them, because even ladybugs are connected to God's special powers. And it's not like I can just escape. I'm more of a ladybug without wings. But instead of a red shell, they make us wear orange uniforms to hide our skin. And it's not just me. Everyone assigned with the duty of observation is required to wear orange too. And out of all the duties here, well, the white man says our job isn't so bad. We get food every night, and not many observers ever die. We live a simple life, and all we have to do is show up to work every morning and give it a try. As long as we follow the leader, as long as we stay in line, then I only have to work for 12 hours each day, and everything else goes along just fine. Now I love this room more than anything, because it's special to have a space called your own. But I could hear something being wheeled down the hall and coming closer. Something like a cart. Or maybe someone's food wasn't delivered on time. Well, dinner's been done for hours, and footsteps stopped beside my door before I heard a voice speak. Which door was it again? asked a man's voice. To check on 01191989909. Wait, that's my number. He's talking about me. Yes, this is the one named Mowgli, said the man's voice outside my room. And I've always been a good boy, ever since they told me to observe. But I had no clue what they were doing in front of my door. Someone knocked. Hello in there, said the man. You've been chosen for this month's meeting. Oh, goodness, no, not me. I went last month. How could they pick me twice in a row? And I knew I'd forgotten something, but I just realized that I forgot to write any of my observations into words. I'm not ready at all. A Mowgli of level 56, are you in there? asked the voice. Tremors echoed through my heart while the camera watched me pull my hat lower over my eyes as I reached under my bed to grab the notebook assigned to this year's work. I always carried it with me, but I hadn't opened it at all this month. I even forgot to bring a pen because I was so focused on thinking more than writing my observations down. As I rose to my feet, I heard the man looming with a set of keys on the other side of the wall. Then my bedroom door came open when a white man in a suit wheeled the screen in front of me. He was just another human-like eye, but he was working with those hawks behind the cameras. Now he clicked a button and the screen lit up. An older man was waiting, and I guessed he was in charge, because he was another white man wearing a blue suit and tie. He leaned forward from his perch and clicked a button for the timer to begin. 
A clock of red numbers flashed on behind him and began counting down from thirty minutes. A Mowgli of level fifty-six. What did you observe last month? asked the white man on the screen. I never got to wear a suit like his, only rags before this orange, but knowing what was about to happen, I'd be stripped of my jumpsuit and thrown into the real prison until my skin withered away. Go on, explain your observations from the past month in detail, said the white man. I opened my notebook while blank pages tried to hide. Placing my finger on the first day of the past month, my eyes peered above the notebook, but the white man hadn't flinched. See, it had been something like twenty-eight years, and twenty-eight days I'd been observing the same underground factories. And for all those years, I swear to the God this was the only time I disobeyed. This was the only time I left an entire month blank. Okay, so I have a question, I asked the white man. I pulled the notebook to my heart. If there was a God out there, then I needed it now. I needed the God more than ever, and... No questions, said the white man. No questions? I looked back at the empty pages. Well, there's nothing to read, and I always thought I was safe to skip a month. Oh, goodness, they'll take you away through the black door, and that's where prisoners go before they die. A thud leapt through my chest. My heart skipped a beat. The notebook tumbled to the floor and landed right beside the other man's feet. Observer of level 56, continue, said the white man. My body lurched forward to cover the pages. Are you wasting my time? asked the white man. I wasn't wasting the time. Goodness, not the clock. I scampered up to my feet while the clock's ticking wouldn't stop. They were always keeping track, and even I obeyed the clock. Twenty-eight minutes left to go for a poor ladybug against this mean old hawk. Flipping through my pages, words were upside down. The date said two months ago, and so I turned it around. I reread the first sentence out loud, and then I checked his eyes. This hawk kept listening, and so a ladybug has to try. I continued on to the second sentence. Next, I recited the third. But had the white man noticed how these were all last month's words? And he couldn't see the date. Yet he'd heard it months before. The white man kept listening, so I read a little more. I reread that week, then on to the second before the third. Finishing the last sentence, I reread all of last month's words. Yes, very good. Observations like these are very important to the progress of the order, said the white man. The meeting ended when the door to the room opened before the man wheeled the screen out and left without saying a word. I wanted to cry with joy and cartwheel around the room, but the camera was still blinking. That red dot was still watching. I sat back on my bed knowing that even though I was trapped with them, at least I was free up here. Oh, they thought I was just a good boy observing, but I bet they'd never thought I'd be the one they'd fear.